Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Crowded Booth. My name is Bryce Kuhn. You know me as the host of this show. We've had a lot of fun doing this show. We're getting ready to bring you all some more consistent content as well. Weekly episodes, we're going to have one every Monday, whether that's morning or afternoon. We're going to make sure we get that out to you. And you know how you're going to get that social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram is the way you're going to be able to receive all that. It's at The Crowded Booth on all of those social media platforms. So make sure to join us. Folks, college football is in full swing, and I love it. Conference play has started for some teams. It has. Alabama played one conference game against Ole Miss. If you were an Alabama fan or you saw how that game went, wow. But, folks, it's been a lot of fun. We've been able to see what these teams are able to do against top non-conference components. We've seen uh, Clemson, Texas A&M, LSU, Texas, Georgia, Notre Dame, a lot of fun games we're entering conference play and also Major League Baseball postseason. It starts this week, folks. Wild card game starts on Monday, or I'm sorry, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, and then Thursday the NLDS starts. And I know if you're from around this part of the country, you're tuned in to see what the Atlanta Braves are going to do after getting swept by the Mets in the season. But hey, they were resting a lot of the starters. We want to thank you inside and for episode 35. This is the real episode 35. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to go over the uh, rankings, college football rankings. Do they really matter? And two, we're going to go over, look at some uh, postseason baseball and kind of give my predictions about what's going to happen. But it's going to be a lot of fun. We're really excited, and I'm going to tell you, you might hear some things that you're like, hey, I don't agree with that. But, hey, drop down in the comments below if you don't and let us know. First off, let's talk about this AP Top 10, folks. This is an absolute crazy, absolute crazy rankings in my opinion. Alabama jumps Clemson. Now Clemson, guaranteed they did lose 21 to 20 to North Carolina, but it's an interesting, interesting game uh, that Mac Brown almost gets that big signature win coming back. He's unable to get it, but folks, it's uh, interesting to see how well North Carolina played against Clemson. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Alabama. Should they be ranked number one? And we're going to give you my top five based on what they've done for what they've done recently, and we're going to call it, what have you done for me recently? Uh, like how I just said that right there. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited to bring it to you. So first off, Alabama jumps Clemson to be number one in the country. And that's an interesting development right there because Alabama has not necessarily played up to the standard the rest of the country has seen the Crimson Tide play up to all season long. And we're going to see exactly what happens with that. The biggest thing for me, and I'll tell you, and I will go into this, but Tua Tagovailoa has been has burst onto the college football scene the past couple of years. Obviously, it happened uh, in the minds of Georgia fans, 2018, January 8th. It's ingrained in your memory. But I mean, this is a this is a team that hasn't really shown the same uh, let's just say invincibility that Alabama has been come to know and everything. We know Alabama is this team that. No one can quite beat. But we're going to go ahead and see what happens with uh, the Crimson Tide going on later in the season. You already have a potential matchup, top five already matchup, and now Alabama LSU that's going to be uh, November 9th. The Tigers, the Baton Rouge Tigers, that is, will be coming down or coming up to Tuscaloosa to play that one. So that'll be really interesting. But let's go ahead and, and, and figure this out. Okay, so Alabama beats Ole Miss. Not a very good team. Ole Miss has struggled a lot. They obviously had lost to Cal last week. Um, 
still trying to find themselves after the whole debacle um, that happened to them with the crew recruiting scandal and still trying to, to rebuild from that. So you say, okay, where exactly do we go from here? Okay, so Alabama defeats them. It was a 14-10 ball game. It really looked like for a long time that this team uh, might be able to contend with Alabama, but the Crimson Tide will too much. Tua with an amazing football game. But here's the catch right here. Go back and watch that. Did they really get pressure? And see, I, I don't think so. Tua was able to do what he wanted. When you give any quarterback enough time in the pocket, they're going to be able to do exactly what they want with the football and, to, and get it to their wide receivers. And you want to talk about some good wide receivers? <laughs> That's going to be Alabama. Alabama has some incredible wide receivers. When you allow Tua to have time and you allow him to sit back in the pocket and deliver a football, it's going to be on a dime. Timing. Timing is the key. I was talking to someone about this morning. That's everything he has, from his step back to reading the defense. Everything is timing for him. So when you get him out of sync, we've seen teams do it. Clemson did it. So did Georgia in the SEC Championship. Now, obviously, the dogs were unable to win that one. But Clemson did it, and he was nowhere near the two that we had seen for the past two seasons. So that's something to take a look at. Is Alabama really that invincible? We're going to answer that here with our rankings. Take another look at another team, Clemson. We talked about it. The Clemson Tigers, unfortunately, or well, fortunately, they're able to win. <laughs> they're able to win and defeat the North Carolina Tar Heels. And I'm going to tell you one thing. That's a fun North Carolina team to watch. Now, obviously, UNC up there in Chapel Hill, you're always going to be a basketball school. You're always going to be a basketball school. We get that. The old Tobacco Road rivalry with Duke and North Carolina, that makes perfect sense. But when it comes to exactly what can you do on the gridiron, well, I think North Carolina showed that they're going to be a pretty decent football team. may not be this year, but it will be in years ahead. And I think the best thing about that is Matt Brown's back at the helm, and that's a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens. We'll see exactly what takes place. Um, we'll see exactly what takes place for him uh, at North Carolina. I mean, the Tar Heels, they have a lot to work on. They're in North Carolina. They're in that southeast region. They have the ability to re recruit. But, I mean, do you really – do you really think that they're going to be able to contend the upper echelon of the ACC? But I've got to tell you right now, the ACC is definitely the weakest conference in college football, hands down. Um, there's no doubt about it. I mean, we came in the ACC, uh, excuse me, I meant the ACC. The ACC has had their share of trouble in attempting to see what they can do. Well, what could they do? You have Syracuse, a team that was supposed to be, with Dino Babers leading it, was supposed to be a top team. Well, they're unable to really do anything. They get destroyed by Maryland. Maryland just absolutely runs over them, and then Maryland loses the next week. So what do you do? Okay, well, you say, well, who's the next team up? Virginia. Virginia loses on the road to Notre Dame in what was a really, could have been a pivotal win for the ACC. Now that, they may, you know, lose a couple more games. What does that do to a team's psyche? So you see that, and then you take a look, and you go further down the line. Okay, Florida State, that is a dumpster fire in Tallahassee. Florida State should be ashamed of themselves. The program, everything that is happening down at Florida State is just unreal. This is a team that not too long ago was one of the blue bloods of college football, and still are. I mean, this is a team, when you think about the success that college football has had, you say, this team right here is one of the best. And so, really, what can you do? You can't do much. Florida State and, and doesn't play well. Georgia Tech scores two points against Temple. Against Temple. 
Now, I get it. Tech is doing the whole overall. But two points? I mean, you're telling me. I get you got to switch from a triple option to the spread. But good grief. Two points on the road at Temple. I mean, that's at some point you have to say, what what's going to happen here? So we'll, we'll go into that and what the ACC means later on in, in future shows. But it just goes to show you, Clemson doesn't have many opportunities to show that they're an elite team. And we know that they are. Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. But when you look into this, what exactly is going to happen if they do lose a game, if they do trip up against North Carolina, if Mac Brown doesn't like to go for it and sends it into overtime, what happens? You're playing to the home crowd. Clemson might have lost that game. So what happens? Clemson drops down to number two. At number three, you have the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Georgia, obviously, with a big, big non-conference win last week. They get a much-deserved bye week after a very physical game. I mean, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that when you win non-conference, it doesn't matter if it's road or home, when you schedule games like that, you just need to win them. We saw Auburn did against Oregon. Gutsy performance. Is Oregon really that good? Mm, we'll see. Justin Herbert, great quarterback. Good quarterback. But you take a look at what exactly – you have to do to win these tough games. LSU beats Texas in a close game. I don't care where you're playing. When you're on the road in a hostile environment, it's tough. It is a tough, tough win. So Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, round of that top three. The Dogs get a much-needed bye week. They head to Tennessee, up to Knoxville, Neyland Stadium this weekend. Then you look at four, five, six. We have Ohio State. Justin Fields has completely transformed that team. I mean, this is a team that is already a very good team, but they do a great job, an absolutely great job of really the stylistic play of Justin Fields is amazing. And I love watching Justin Fields play in the Ohio State system. They're going to be on a crash course with Wisconsin, it looks like now, for the Big Ten Championship. And this is way, obviously a way early prediction. But you get something going like that, it's going to be really, really fun to see what happens. So you keep going down the list, down the list of teams in the top 25. Like I said, you have Ohio State. LSU comes in rounds out the top five at number five. Okay, well, what, why? Why are they number five? They beat a Texas team on the road, and then they just destroyed all other competition. I mean, it hadn't even been close. It hasn't even been close. And LSU's doing a great job. Oklahoma, number six, and they're 4-0. My Heisman candidate right now, the Heisman favorite, it's got to be, it has to be, has to be Jalen Hurts. If this guy gets, something else happens, you know, so be it. But right now, Jalen Hurts is the Heisman favorite, in my no doubt about it. Uh, Jonathan Taylor might make a conversation out there in the Big Ten rushing for Wisconsin over 200 yards last time out. But you talk about the Wisconsin team. They come in at number eight. Auburn's number seven. They received three votes, three first-place votes. Uh, Notre Dame, nine. Florida, ten. So there's your top ten. We'll go through it again. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, LSU, Oklahoma, Auburn, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Florida. And you say, Bryce, where do you have a problem with this? Okay, first off. Florida is the most overrated, overrated number 10 team in the country. Every single year, riders, pundits, they put Florida there at number 10. And every single year, I say, why? This team is not showing that they have the ability to move the ball on offense with a leader at quarterback since Tim Tebow was there. And listen, I grew up a Georgia fan. Tim Tebow, I couldn't stand the guy until he got the NFL, and he was awesome. And it was awesome to see him playing. His story is awesome. And, you know, that's a whole other conversation. But Florida has not shown the ability to move the ball on offense at all. And we're going to get a prediction for this weekend. I think Auburn destroys the Gators 
in the swamp. I mean, that I don't even think it's going to be close. That defense for Auburn is unreal, unbelievable how good that defense is. So you take a look at that. What does Auburn do there? I think Auburn beats Florida by a lot. I mean, that defense is going to swarm. You have Kyle Trask in kind of his first, big first action. It's going to be college game day down there in Gainesville. Place is going to be rocking. It might be close for a while, but I think Auburn's going to end up really pulling away late. You take a look at some other top ten teams. Wisconsin. You guys, SEC fans are not going to like this. Wisconsin could contend in the SEC. This Wisconsin Badgers team is very, very physical. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in college football. And, yep, I said the best running back in college football. Jonathan Taylor's ability to break tackles, make guys miss, run over somebody, makes him better than Najee Harris, makes him better than a DeAndre Swift. And I know people are going to be like, well, DeAndre Swift can catch the ball out of the backfield. And that makes him a different weapon. Well, yeah, Jonathan Taylor has that ability, but this is a guy who has just done unreal things out of the backfield for Wisconsin. And I think they're going to ride the back of Jonathan Taylor, and the Badgers are going to be able to go all the way to the Big Ten Championship and see what happens. And it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens later on in the season, especially as we hit conference play. And if you have any predictions or you think I'm completely wrong, let us know in the comments. I see some people are watching down below. We thank you for watching as well, tuning in, uh, Facebook Live, as obviously we're right now. But Jonathan Taylor is an absolute beast. I know we have one comment right now, but is Jonathan Taylor better than the legendary Trey Smith from Auburn? Will, yes, yes, Will. Jonathan Taylor is my number two in the Heisman race. If you want to know my top, my top two, it's Hurts, Jalen Hurts, or top three, I give you my top three, Jalen Hurts, Jonathan Taylor, and two. That's my top three right now. That could change, injuries happen, you know, God forbid one of those guys goes down hurt, but we're gonna see exactly what happens. You take another more look at these teams, LSU, I love their win over Texas, like I said. You win on the road, I don't care who you're playing. You win on the road in a hostile environment, kudos to you. Oklahoma, blasted teams. This is a, I don't even know how to explain this, but Atlanta Falcons fans have been chanting for Dan Quinn to be fired, especially after the recent display on Saturday. I'm going to tell you right now, Lincoln Riley is going to get some NFL offers once again this year. I don't know who it's going to be from, but Lincoln Riley has transformed that offense. They do an absolutely fantastic job. And you think of the quarterbacks he's had come into that system. Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick. Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall pick. Jalen Hurts, folks. People thought this guy might kind of be okay. He might fit well. Jalen Hurts is unbelievable. This is a guy who has completely taken a situation in Alabama. We saw him in the SEC championship game last year. We saw him come in and defeat Georgia. For Georgia fans, that just felt like you were getting your heart ripped out once again. How could it happen again? But this is a team in Oklahoma that's very, very dangerous. If they can play a little defense, they're going to be able to do well. They're going to be able to do well. Take a look at some other teams. Like I said, Ohio State, Justin Fields completely transformed that team. Notre Dame sitting there at number nine. I really like Notre Dame, to be honest with you. Every year we come in and we say Notre Dame's overrated, Notre Dame's this. And I'm one of those people. Every year I say Notre Dame's overrated. Notre Dame came into Athens, unreal environment, crazy environment. And what do they do? They give one of the top teams in the country everything they can handle for 60 minutes. Notre Dame does a great job of that. Ian Book. 
I don't think he's an elite quarterback. He's a good quarterback, a very good quarterback, and he can do what you need him to do. Now, we'll see how he develops over the course of this year, and if he can make some big-time throws, that might be their only loss. They defeated a Virginia team close. They got a couple breaks, but that's a hard back-to-back right there. You go to Athens in one of the biggest games in recent memory in college football history, and then you come back and you host a Virginia team that's a t- number eight team in the country at the time. So we'll see what happens with that. They're just a good football team, very physical. Those tight ends, that tight end is unreal. He's going to be playing on Sundays, no doubt about it. Um, we talked about Wisconsin, we talked about Oklahoma, we talked about these teams. So now you say, all right, Bryce, well, what do you think's wrong with this? What do you think's wrong with this? You, you, know, you seem to think that you know everything about what's supposed to happen here. So what do you think? Well, first off, and people who you know know where I'm from, Columbus, Georgia, that's an Auburn Tiger town. And I'm going to go ahead and give those people something to cheer about. Auburn should be ranked higher without a doubt. Auburn has gone to Dallas and defeated Oregon in a high-profile game with a true freshman quarterback. Now, Auburn might be in a similar situation to what Clemson was last year. We saw Clemson ride the coattails of their, of their defender, of their defense, and that dominant defensive line, they were able to win that football game, okay? And they were able to defeat everyone. Well, what is Auburn? Auburn's got a true freshman quarterback. Now, I'm not saying Bo Nix is the same as Trevor Lawrence. Definitely not. Trevor Lawrence is going to be playing on Sundays for a long time. We all jumped the gun on him when we said he was going to be playing, though. But for Will Manis and all these Auburn fans out there, I'll give it to you. You should be ranked higher. You should be ranked higher than number seven in the country. So I, and LSU is another team that should be ranked higher. They go to Texas, and they beat Texas on their home turf. This is a Texas team that beat a Georgia in the Sugar Bowl this year. And we've heard from everyone, well, was Georgia really up for that game? Or what was going on in New Orleans the night before kind of deal? Well, let me tell you, they beat Georgia. Then they say they want to announce Texas is back. Tom Herman and his crew, they're trying to bring Texas back to the national stage. And what does LSU do? They come in there and they shut them up. And I love that matchup because you, there's more than just a rivalry between SEC and Big 12 there. You have the recruiting rivalry, the fans, LSU versus Texas, Louisiana, Texas, the, how close those two schools are. I mean, that's fun. LSU goes there and beats them. And then you look, like I said, Auburn beats Oregon. You look at who has big non-conference wins. Well, Clemson beats Texas A&M. But a question for me for Texas A&M every single year, they have the hardest schedule in college football, in my opinion. But a question for me for them well, what do you do? What exactly do you do if you've got to play Alabama, Auburn, LSU every single year? They bring in Jimbo Fisher, and we'll, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, A&M's got it rough. Kellerman's a good quarterback, threw for under, over 330 yards in the loss to Auburn, but he had an interception, and that really hurts him. So you say, Bryce, what's your top five? Well, we're going to give it to you right here. Number one in the country, without a doubt, in my opinion, I'm going LSU. You're right, Bryce. You're crazy. Why are you saying that? LSU has done nothing but dominate the teams that they needed to, and they have defeated a top-tier team. That's a Texas team that's number 11 in the country right now. They went into their house, and they beat them. To me, they have the most impressive win in college football. Um, So remember this as a ranking for what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Well, Texas, they went into Texas, and they beat them. So I got LSU number one. Who do I have number two? I got Alabama. Alabama's number two in the country. They have that namesake. They're running through opponents. I know they're going to be good. They're going to be really good for a long time. So LSU, Alabama. Who's number three? This is where things get interesting. 
I'm going to go ahead and slot Georgia right here. Georgia's win over Notre Dame is more impressive to me than Auburn's win over Oregon and over Texas A&M. I think Georgia has had tests like this in the past where they have been unable to pass them. LSU last year when they traveled to Baton Rouge and they got absolutely destroyed by the Tigers at Orgeron. Well, now I'm slotting Georgia in that three spot. So you have one, two, three. It's going to be LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. Number four in the country, i got to go with Clemson. Clemson is number four in the country for me. I know that they had that loss. I know that they had that loss, but folks, they're good, and they're going to be good. They're working out the kinks. And number five in the country for me is Auburn. I think Auburn right now is a better team over Ohio State. Big Ten fans are going to absolutely crucify me for that one. It's very interesting to see you know, where exactly how they're going to fit. Uh, we have some comments I'm going to get to. Will Manis and Matthew Lang both asking, where is Baylor? Well, they, 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 that school's in Waco, Texas, if you're wondering. That's exactly where Baylor is. So thanks for asking, Matthew. Um, but Texas, that, law, that winner of Texas puts LSU number one. They got Alabama two, Georgia three, Clemson four, and Auburn five. Ohio State's number six in the country. Now, let me tell you this. When we do this again and weekly, Ohio State's going to keep moving up and up. Why? Because Justin Fields is amazing. He completely transforms that offense. Like I said, I got Wisconsin six, and that's where I'm going to cut it off. Got to cut it off right there. But if you look at those top six, we'll get so you had Al- you have LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. I almost lost my train of thought. LSU, Ge- uh, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, and then you have Ohio- Auburn, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. A bunch of those teams are going to have to face each other head to head. And folks, that's why college football is amazing, and it is what it is because you're going to have to have these teams play each other. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really interesting to see how the college football landscape shakes out, especially over the next couple of weeks. We're excited to bring you some of those games. It's going to be so much fun to watch. So college football, conference play, it's all there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Right now, though, we're going to give a shout-out to some people that support us. We're going to give a shout-out to Courtney Cooper Photographer. They do a great job of supporting the show, supporting the crowd of Booth since day one. We want to thank you, Courtney Cooper Photographer. Give them a follow and a like on Facebook as well and on Instagram. Another one is Cook's Hot Dogs in Columbus, Georgia. they got two locations, one in the landings, and then another one, an actual location, you can come in and get a hot dog, chili, cheese dog. Uh, they call them naked dogs. We just want it plain. It's a lot of fun. Cool diner atmosphere, 50s diner. Uh, come bring your friends to me. Whenever we're in Columbus, that's where we're doing shows every single time. A lot of fun. Another place, if we ever get back to Rome, we're going to do it there. Moe's Barbecue in Rome, Georgia. Great place. You get good barbecue, good anything, really. They have great food. We've done some shows there, like I said, and they have an amazing uh, set up to watch the college football on Saturdays or NFL on Sundays if you're still into the NFL, um, but we'll see. So we're going to ask you to put some questions down below about college football if you want us to answer them. Uh, like I said, Will Manis and Matthew Lane both asking about Baylor. Where is Baylor after knocking off Iowa State? Iowa State's a team that really blew their chance on national television. They lost to Iowa two, week, two weeks ago in just heartbreaking fashion. If you miss it, they missed the punt. They muffed the punt after their own man ran into the return man. Uh, just a really tough situation. But we'll see, you know, what exactly the big happens in the Big 12. Obviously, Oklahoma is my favorite of the Big 12. You got Texas. But we'll see what Baylor does. We'll see what they do. You know, they've been kind of down ever since the whole scandal with uh, remembering Sean Oakman and all everything that had happened there, Art Bryles and all that. So we'll see what happens there. We got another question. Matthew asked again: Is a hot dog a sandwich? 
Uh, Matthew, the official crowded booth take on if the hot dog is a sandwich. <sighs> I'm going to have to say it is not. I think it, it, I'm going to have to say it's not. Um, yeah, it, uh, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Now, you're going to make an argument. That's my take. We can talk about it later. Make sure next time you're on the show, we'll bring that up. We've got another question. Uh, Brian Bouchon says, I think Alabama and Clemson are both overrated. They play weak schedules. We watched both of them this weekend. They didn't really look like a one and two. Uh, Brian, I like what you said there. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for throwing that comment in there. You're right. I mean, Clemson and Alabama have played relatively weak schedules. And, Brian, I, I agree with you on the Clemson part. You know, Trevor Lawrence would probably jump the gun on him and what that looked like. Um, but, yeah, it's – I don't know. They're good, but we're going to have to see what happens. Uh, another one, Brian, what you said about Alabama. Alabama's a team that played Ole Miss, and they hosted them in Tuscaloosa. You know, Ole Miss is, always has – they seem to have Alabama's number year in and year out. And, and that's something that's interesting to me because they do. They do seem to have their number. And so we'll see what happens. But uh, in future years for Ole Miss, I should say, obviously the Crimson Tide won that game. But Alabama is going to have to uh, play more complete as a team in order for me to really give them that number one ranking. I dropped them down uh, to number two. But, Brian, uh, thanks for – Thanks for throwing that in there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Alabama Clemson, we're going to see what these teams are made of once conference play hits. Clemson, maybe not. We talked about the ACC. Um, but, yeah. So we thanked, thanked our sponsors. Thanks to people that were reaching out to us. And now we are going to talk about the best time of the year, folks. October is the best time. Because you got college basketball starting to gear up. They're starting to get warm-ups, practices in. Uh, you obviously have college football. You're about week four, week five once October hits. Week six. And you're getting ready for the start of conference playing those grueling conference schedules to see what everyone's made of. But also, my favorite, you got postseason baseball, folks. We have had a heck of a baseball season this summer. Everything from nobody picking the Braves to win the NL East, now their NL East champion is going to face the Cardinals on Thursday night in Atlanta, which I'm sure SunTrust Park is going to be rocking. Um, if you're going, make sure to send us pictures. Let us know and tag Crowded Booth about your experience if you're going to any playoff games. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, think exactly how they do uh, in the playoffs. But you take a look, okay, who exactly, uh, you know, has done well in the MLB playoffs? The Cardinals are good. The Cardinals are hot, too. They're a good team. They had to battle the last day. Does that help them out? It remains to be seen, but we're, we're going to figure that out. So let's take a look at the MLB bracket. And the playoff bracket obviously set up where the wild card teams will play each other. Let's take a look at Tuesday night's matchups. You have the Rays and the A's over in the AL, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics the A's, and then the Milwaukee Brewers and the Washington Nationals are on the National League side. I'm going to go and give my prediction right now. I'm going to go with the easier one first. I have the Washington Nationals winning a one-game playoff over the Brewers. Listen, guys, the Nationals are a scary, scary team. That pitching staff when healthy is unreal. Scherzer. Strasburg and Patrick Corbin, your top three, that's one of the best in baseball. To me, it's the second best pitching staff in baseball, just behind the uh, Houston Astros, their three gauntlets that they have. Uh, uh, Gary Cole, Justin Verlander, and Zach Greinke. They also have Wade Miley, who's not a bad four-star. We'll see how they line their playoff rotation. But you take a look exactly what happens now. What happens right now? So they win, they win that game. The Nationals win. They defeat the Brewers. Over on the AL side, listen, guys, I got the Rays. I got the Rays beating the Oakland Athletes just simply because 
This Rays team is fun to watch, and I want to see them continue to do well. So got the Tampa Bay Rays winning that one over the Oakland Athletics. So that sets up our NLDS and our ALDS series. Okay, so the Houston Astros, Tampa Bay Rays, who wins that? Is that a question? Like, I know it's baseball and anything can happen. Grew up all the time, my dad saying, hey, by NFL, any given Sunday, anything can happen. The Houston Astros might beat the Rays in four games. I'm sorry, sorry, in three games. Three games, the best of five series. Houston Astros move on to the ALCS. You have the Yankees and Twins. This is an interesting matchup to me because the Twins have a ton of power. But I'm taking the Yankees. I'm going Yankees and Astros, ALCS. And let's flip to the other side of the bracket. We have, obviously, the Nationals beating the Brewers. You have the Dodgers and the Nationals. So this is one Braves fans are going to keep an eye on. But you've got to get through St. Louis first, Atlanta fans. i got the Dodgers beating the Nationals in four. Just I think the Dodgers' offense is a little too much, and the Nationals' offense is maybe just a step behind them. Anthony Rendon, obviously, potential MVP candidate. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, very, very interesting. Uh, we'll look at some of the comments. Milwaukee uh, is very hot. Yeah, Brian, I know. Milwaukee is a very hot team. I just think in a one-game playoff when you lay it on the line, I think the Nationals get the edge there. But you might be right, and that's why we love doing this show. We love to hear people uh, comment with what they think. So thanks, Brian, for being active. Participator, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that. I mean, Milwaukee's a good team. They very well could make a run. Um, you look on the other side, though, Cardinals-Braves. This is going to be a very good series, and this is one thing that Braves fans should not take lightly because I think the brand of the Cardinals, they play up to their opponent in the playoffs, and they're going to play a little bit harder, and it's tough to win out there at Bush Stadium in St. Louis, especially in October. I got the Braves winning it in four, though. I think that this team is young and hungry enough. I think they're going to do a great job, and I think they're going to be able to do some things. Um, they're going to be able to do some things that offensively that I don't think St. Louis is going to be able to attain. Jack Flaherty is going to be unreal uh, for the Cardinals. I mean, these pitches, he's, he's probably going to get the start on Thursday night against whoever the, the Braves throw out there. Uh, we'll see what the Cardinals do, though, uh, without that. Another thing that Matthew Langenman um, pointed out, Brian, about that was, I know you're watching as well, you're able to see this. The pitching staff, though, is not the strongest for the Brewers, and they also lost pretty much the um, most valuable player of the National League, Christian Yelich. That might go to Ballinger and Rendon. We'll see who that goes to. Um, but as we advance here and throughout the playoff bracket, so you obviously now have got Braves, Dodgers, NLCS, and I have the Twins, I'm sorry, the Yankees and the Astros uh, ready now. So you say, Bryce, where are you going with this now? My World Series, folks, it's Astros-Dodgers. Astros-Dodgers. That's my World Series. I think the Braves have a young team. They're going to be able to get win, maybe win a championship here in a few years. This Dodgers team is just loaded. They're loaded with talent. The bench is still deep. This Braves team is a, definitely a lot better. Definitely a lot better than what it was in previous years. Um, I think that you look and see exactly as the comments are filling up now. We really appreciate that. You look and see exactly what these teams are going to do. Uh, the Braves, listen, I want them to win it. I mean, the Braves, that'd be, that'd be awesome to have a World Series come to SunTrust Park. Things would be Dodgers and the Astros. That pitching staff's just unreal. And that leads me um, to the World Series. My World Series champion is the Houston Astros. I think the Astros are going to win over the Dodgers in maybe six, five or six games. That pitching staff for Houston is just way too good. Way too much experience too. This is not a young pitching staff you're talking about, and I think that's what separates them among the other leagues. This uh, team is very, very, very good. Garrett Cole, if he re-signs with Astros, good Lord. 
Justin Verlander, Zach Greinke, that offense, Alex Bregman. Uh, he might be he's probably my AL MVP candidate, my award winner. If you want to go into that, we're going to go into that to some, in some later episodes. But, yeah, folks, I have Astros over the Dodgers. Let's run back through that. I got Nationals over the Brewers, Braves over the Cardinals, the Dodgers over the Nationals, and then we have Dodgers representing the National League after defeating the Braves in maybe five or six games. Um, the Rays beating the A's, the Astros beating the Rays, Twins falling to the Yankees. We'll see how it goes, though. We're going to post that. Only what do we want you to do, though? We're going to post our bracket and what we think it's going to look like. And, folks, what we'd want you to do, we want you to comment below and let us know what you think. We've had some of you in the comments uh, tell us about what you think. Uh, Brian is uh, saying, once again, you know, I don't think the Dodgers have been really challenged. The Braves did well in the regular season. Well, Brian, I sure hope you're right. I sure hope it is. I'd love to see the Braves in a World Series first time since 1995 that they've won one. And that would be awesome to see them win one, especially being from the state of Georgia. But uh, that's going to be all for us today. Astros over Dodgers. Auburn is a lot better than people say they are, and they are going to trounce Florida this weekend in the swamp. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. It's been a ton of fun, and uh, we will see you next time on The Crowded Booth. Once again, we want to say thank you for tuning in. It's been a ton of fun. See ya.